What the Tech is brought to you by Glasswire. Having network issues instantly reveal bandwidth hogs, malware, and privacy violating apps. Then block them. Head on over to glasswire.com to check it out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What the Tech. I'm Andrew Zarian. Of course, I'm joined by Mr. Paul Therod. How you doing, Paul? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, busy day. Busy couple months. This has been, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder and you're like, oh, is things going to settle down? No, it never does. Things don't calm down. <laughs> things just keep going crazy. Yeah. And for you, you're a uh, empty nester once again. Mm-hmm. Kelly went back to school. Mark's back in school and, and you're on your own. Well, I have a wife. I, <laughs> I'm not completely on my own, but yes, uh, yeah. Uh, are they doing full like full classes or no? They're doing remote, even though they're dorming. It's right now. That's I think both of them are 100 percent remote, but they're doing it from. You know, well, Mark lives in an apartment, but yeah, uh, Kelly is in a dorm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, the the hope is over the course of the semester there'll be some in person, you know? Yeah. I think that's the hope for everybody and everything right now. It's uh, yeah. we're at the end guys. Just hang in there. Uh, a lot to talk about actually. And, and something I wanted to really uh, go over with Paul is kind of reassessing how streaming is going streaming content, mm-hmm. all the content services. It, it's, you know, every couple of years we, we look at this and somebody sent me a clip, Paul, and I think we were doing it in 2014 and you had said, <laughs> That And you, you said something interesting. You said, you know, with all these different streaming services, it seems like everything is going to be bundled on, under one eventually, right? Like you're going to have bundles yeah, of these. Sure, and sure. it really seems like that's what's happening. And I kind of want to summarize this because there was some news with Peacock this week. And this kind of mm-hmm. ties into the wrestling stuff that I do. But yeah. Peacock absorbed the WWE Network for a $1 billion deal over the course of five years. It's $250 million a year to absorb their subscribers and their content onto the Peacock, you know, Peacock streaming service. And yep. this this brings up a very interesting conversation to have. And that's, is this going to be the trend? Is this what we're going to see happen? And we have already seen it happen. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, with everything going on in the world, I think a lot of people missed something that happened last year. And that's, you know, like I'll give an example. Um, Viacom has X amount of properties, right? And mm-hmm. NBC Universal has X amount of properties. So there's, you know, the E channel and there's this channel and that channel. And they all have their streaming platforms. You know, you could technically go on, you could download yeah. the Bravo app, for example, right? Is Bravo part of NBC? I think it is. You go on Bravo. I, I, who could keep track of this? Who could keep tra- I know. Yeah. But let's yeah. say you like Bravo. So you, you have right. a Bravo app. Let's say you like uh sci-fi. You have a sci-fi app or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the, the options are. Now what they've done is that they're removing these apps and they're putting one universal app for that network. So there's an NBC app. And if you go on the NBC app, you see all their channels that have apps and they're streaming. And they, they kind of treat it as if it's its own cable provider where you could watch live and you can watch on-demand content. And you're yep. seeing Fox did this with FX and all their Fox properties. And that was the beginning of consolidating. Because it gets really complicated to manage, you know, if you have 20 different channels and you have 20 different apps 
and you're you're right. double managing and you're really there's no network crossover right because you're now isolated into a bubble yeah this seems to be the approach now so what peacock has done is absorb the wwe network and I, and i and i'm bringing this up because this is a good example of what the trend could possibly turn into and they're just putting it as one of their properties do you, and you had mentioned that you see this being it, i mean we're going back to 2014 you you kind of alluded that you know we're gonna i don't know if you meant bundled like this or bundled like how hulu and disney are bundled but is this the beginning of kind of merging different streaming providers into one service because really the 999s here and there are kind of adding up yeah for sure i don't know i i i think there's a kind of of a proliferation of services now um you know cbs all access peacock like you said uh that are kind of on the periphery and and a couple of the bigger ones like disney plus obviously gangbusters since it launched over a year ago uh, hbo max has gone really well but all of a sudden yeah there are there's like 50 of them you know yeah and it's like well i just want to watch a certain show where is it like that that remains a, a problem you know so some of the ways you can overcome that are, are literal bundles right and we see that you know uh, Hulu does this, Amazon does this, uh, Apple does this, where you can kind of tack services on to what they offer and then, you know, access it all from a single location. That's one approach. Um, the other one are actual aggregators, right? Do what the Google news is of the world do, but do them with video. Uh, Apple's trying to do this with Apple TV. Uh, Google's trying to do it right with, uh, Google TV. Actually, I think they're probably the most effective. Even Amazon, which obviously wants to push its own stuff uh, over third-party services, is doing it uh, through the Fire TV products. I mean, you know, that's one way. Um, I, you know, there's a discussion to be had too around the cost of all these things. When you say, you know, the nine ninety nines are adding up, they absolutely are. Uh, the one thing I would remind people because I get this complaint regularly, and and sometime in the past week I wrote something about streaming i think it was the average amount of yeah it was the average amount of that, that american families are spending on streaming services has gone ten dollars has gone up ten dollars in the past year to 47 dollars and of course you know people see that like oh you know it's uh, you know might as well just pay for cable you know yeah. you're getting everything in one place anyway and um yeah okay but i i think the the message has shifted a bit on the streaming uh, services because there's still a major benefit that you get there that you can't get with cable and I, it mobility for lack of a better term, it's the ability to turn services on and off on the fly. And, um, and that's an interesting point you bring up all the time. And I think a lot of people overlook that, that the benefit is that you're not committed to a two year contract, right? You're not committed to wires being run, you know, run to your house and uh, that's already been done. We, uh, I should, I, I do this, uh, not on any kind of plan schedule, but roughly once a year, I kind of examine all the things I'm paying for. Um, I'm overdue for doing that now. This is the right time of year to do it. Uh, I'm definitely paying for too many services right now. And, you know, you mentioned my kids being out of the house and everything. My kids are in different parts of the country, but for the most part, they're still, you know, suckling on to all of uh, the stuff we pay for, you know, whether it's, uh, things like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, or, uh, Spotify and you know they're still taking advantage of that so I get the all the benefits of the kids not being here with all the benefits of them being here I guess anyway um if I, well I, I'm sure if, if I were to look at this and I will soon like I said I'm going to be unhappy with how much we spend every month you know uh, it has back, it, but, I, I just did the same thing and I was stunned 
it's yeah but uh look I, if everything went south tomorrow if i lost my job if my wife lost her job and well i guess we wouldn't worry so much about tv at that point but i mean um obviously internet is kind of a core electric you know water sewer type uh thing where you, you know, it's kind of core to life these days you need that um you could cut anyone could cut back significantly on these entertainment services and save a lot of money every month and if you if you had to be strict about it I, it would not be a horrible thing to say all right honey you know this month we're going to pay for netflix so let's focus on what netflix has we're going to watch this for a month and then when that month comes up next month we're going to focus on hulu let's see what hulu has to offer you know you could play it like that um people are lazy right and we don't want to do that so if we can afford you know instead of throwing out 10 to 15 bucks a month we'll throw out 75 to 100 bucks a month or whatever it is we'll just pay for all of it even though Disney Plus may sit there unwatched. Uh, HBO Max may sit there unwatched. You know, um, there's different ways you can do these things. That's all. So, yeah, I, th- I think to me that's we, still huge. When we talk about the yeah. streaming service, and we're not talking about cord cutting, right? Because I think the definition of cord cutting is kind of veered into a whole different reason why you cancel cable. Originally, it was to cut the cord because you were spending way more money yeah, than you wanted yeah, because the content yeah, you yeah. you were consuming was so minute towards uh, minuscule compared to the price. You know you. You're paying $230 a month for your cable, but you're only consuming, you know, two hours worth of content a week or whatever, three hours worth that yeah, you really yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. Now it's turned into, well, now I need Netflix because this show's on there. I need Hulu because <laughs> well, this one, I need Apple, I need this. Um, now you're in cable territory. Yeah, but again, I listen, there's a lot. I, so I mentioned the the ways you can kind of get around that. But I mean, the... The other thing, the other way to approach this is, uh, it takes a little bit of work. If you grew up like we did in a world where TV was on live and you had to watch it live and you could record it maybe or whatever, but, and things evolved obviously over time. I mean, you may still be used to turning on the TV. You might like sports, you know, sports are things that happen live, or you might want to watch the news or something like that. I mean, there's still live TV obviously, but if you can kind of get over that for the most part, um, you can turn TV from being a kind of a lazy activity where you're clicking around what's on, what's on, what's on. You go from channel to channel to more of an intentional activity. And, um, and what I mean by that is, you, you know, okay, what are we watching next? We're going to binge watch this series. This is what we're doing, you know, and you kind of make that decision and, uh, and that's what you do, you know? And I, I, I think there's something healthy about that. It takes a little while. It took me a little while. If you remember, you know, whatever that was three and a half years ago or so when we first moved to Pennsylvania, like we tried to cut the cord right up front and, and yeah. ran into difficulties, went back to cable for a little while and then we just never looked back. And now we don't, we haven't had cable for a couple of years now and, you know, and have only gone intermittently in and out of live TV services, um, you know, which well, have gotten very expensive. Well, know? what do you feel like you need to watch live? Sports. Like what? It, it's sports, right? So football, yeah. baseball, basketball, you know, like. The, so. Well, it varies by person. Yeah. I mean, sure. Because I, I sure. always think like for me, what is the pri- like, why do I like right now? I don't have cable, but I have YouTube TV and I, I'm at the point that I need to cancel it. Right. Because I'm not consuming enough content for $75 a month. It's a crazy amount of money. And it's not YouTube's fault or Google's fault. Right. To be clear. I mean, this is it's the nature the of, content. of rights. Yeah. It's they're doing to these services what they did to cable and um you know, whatever, we're all the victims of that. But um, yeah, I, 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 sports are one thing. If you, you know, if you care about sports, you have to deal with sports. And so 
sports is complicated. You know, baseball has its own app and service. You can, if you want to watch baseball, that's good. Um, I'm not sure what the NBA does. I, uh, I just got TV to watch NBA, but you know, NFL sort of has their own app as it turns out. This is one thing I discovered. Was it NFL or maybe it was baseball? I did this. Maybe it was baseball. I'm sorry. But I remember during the, yeah, it must've been the playoffs of the world series or whatever. Um, where, uh, like these, no, it was when, I'm sorry. I'm mixing things up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. When basketball came back, basketball doesn't have a central location to watch all the games. There isn't such a thing. So if you look at a game, like a Sunday where there's a couple of basketball, three, four basketball games on national basketball games, um, they're all over the place and you have to, you have to have something that has those things. Like, you know, you could get NBA TV, but you're not going to get all the games. Some of them are on, I don't know exactly NBC, TNT, CBA, whatever the channels are. Um, and it, you know, it gets complicated. And I think the worst thing about what's happening now is this complexity and it's what I described is just like what you said earlier about, well, I want to watch, you know, what's that new Picard show on? Is that CBS or Peacock? I can't remember. You, know, like you have to, no, but you have to oh, do the work, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you have to, you as an individual have to do the work. And I, to me, that's, it's a huge stumbling block. Um, I wish there was a, I think that's why I think these aggregated services, Apple TV or Google, I think is doing the best job right now or Amazon or whatever are so important because you just want to go to a, a single place that you think of as your TV and search and yeah. say, I want to watch Picard or whatever the show may be, you know, and, who cares and- where it is. Uh, see, and that's part of the problem, right? Uh, and now we have, uh, well, CBS is now what Paramount. Pa- they changed the name to Paramount, right? Paramount I, Plus. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, CBS All Access <laughs> now became Plus. Paramount like, Plus. We basically we stream Friday the Thirteenth movies and something else. It, it's it, I, I listen. I understand why everybody's doing it, but now, you know, like I, I think it's a major story that a network like WWE that had a million and a half. U.S. subscribers that was one of the first ones to say, you know what, we're going to have our own network like that at $9 a month. I mean, for not bad, a million and a half subscribers when you have about two and a half million people that watch weekly to your regular TV. But now what they've done, and it's kind of smart, right? They've, instead of having only a million and a half people that can watch a pay-per-view, potentially, now now they have 33 million people because Peacock has 33 million subscribers. When, you know, like, is this... Is this the future of MLB? You know what I mean? Is this something that MLB yeah. now will say, you know what? Well, We're going to now lease our content or, or do a rights deal with Hulu or, or Amazon and just have those, everything on there. Yeah. Those, yeah. It is going to be a rare thing for any major sports, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not a network, but a, a sports, <laughs> what is that called? League or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, that they would be on one thing, right? Because it is obviously so much more lucrative if you're the NBA, rights. the NFL does this, to give rights away in different ways in different places. You know, um, the NFL invented a Sunday night football game so that they could license it to some network and yeah. exclusively, right, when the Monday night moved or whatever. I mean, it's it's it would, yeah, ideally as a consumer, if I want to watch the NFL and that's my thing, I should be able to, I could, I should be able to subscribe to NFL.com or whatever it's called and see any game I want, no matter where I live, because there are blackout restrictions and no matter where their games are being played, I should just be able to choose. It should be like the NFL red zone or whatever. I mean, but it's not, you, you can't do that. That doesn't exist. Uh, even in baseball, MLB is, in my experience, is the best one. But even then you, you suffer from black uh, blackout rules, which are stupid. And, um, and then the uh, World Series comes and 
the, or the playoffs and it gets really dicey because not everything's available. And, um, I, and I should say the other thing I hate about it is they only show the game. And I know that sounds like a silly thing to say, but in, when there's a baseball game and it's in Boston and maybe we really care, care about the Red Sox, even though we don't live there anymore, it would be really neat to see some of the stuff that happens right before the game. And it would be really neat for the, the, signal not to just shut right off the second the game's over you don't even get like 30 seconds of after the game discussion it just yeah. when the when that game's over your mlb cuts it out and Done. it's like guys it's over come on look no I, post it's, show nothing no nothing and it is oh it's so aggravating and it's not it's not like it's super expensive that's not really the point it's just that you're paying i'm literally paying for this <laughs> you know this is the thing i want I should be able to pay uh, the NFL or the MLB or uh, the NBA or whomever to see any game I want to see at any time, no matter where I am. I don't understand it. And yeah. it's, it has to do with licensing and obviously, you know, rights yeah. and so forth. Horrible. So I, I find it very interesting. I'm curious because I, I think this year we're going to see a lot of changes to, to the way that these streaming, I guess, services are being bundled or not bum- bundled because yeah, yeah. It, it's actually, it's more than you think. Because then you have the music services, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have all the other subscription services that you pay monthly for. Uh, sure. it, it really a dollar here, a dollar there starts adding up, and it's not a dollar here though. It's dude, it's it's nine ninety nine here. It's fourteen ninety nine here. It's you know, it's uh, I, I pay for Spotify and for YouTube music because my kids want Spotify. I pay for Audible. I pay for uh, I can't even want to think about how many freaking TV services I pay for. Whatever, like it is astonishing how much we pay for yeah or get you know that's why you gotta you it's a healthy thing to every once in a while actually take a look at it um and really think about what you're using because i i know for myself i mean i probably don't use most of it most of the time yeah uh very interesting thing to look out to but i want to take a moment i have a whole i have a bunch of questions for you actually which i want to go a over but of- I have a whole bunch of questions for you that I want to go over. But before we do, I want to talk about our great sponsor, and that's Glasswire. Are you having network issues? Instantly reveal the bandwidth hogs. I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people discovered a lot of internet issues over over the last couple of months due to the pandemic and COVID and people working from home. They're using Zoom, uh, Google, Google Meets and and you know, Teams, and they're using all these services that are that are relying on on decent bandwidth. And all of a sudden, people realize, oh, my God, my Internet is not so great. It's not that your Internet is not great in some situations. It's that something is hogging up the bandwidth. And you don't know this. You don't know if there's an app that's slowing down your connection. You don't know if there's some sort of malware, you know, injected uh, into your into your computer. There's a lot of different scenarios that are playing out. And a service like Glasswire is absolutely perfect. You could detect network hogs, uh, bandwidth hogs uh, that slow down your connection. You can see the apps that are phoning home without your permission instantly know that there's a new uh, device within your network, uh, which is always interesting to see what's pinging. Uh, I got a frantic phone call. A friend of mine installed this, right? Because he heard us talk about it, Paul. And he called me and he's like, what is this on my network? Like he's trying to figure out. And I'm like, he's like, I got like five of them and they're, they're on the network. He's freaking out. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's using a two, uh, the 2.4 gigahertz. It's not, it's not a, so I knew it wasn't a computer and I looked at it. I go, did you just buy smart lights? He's like, I got a whole bunch for Christmas. Why? I'm like, those are your smart lights. 
He's like, why would it be? Why I don't understand. Why is it showing up? I'm like, because it's connected on the network. <laughs> it's right. doing it's, it's this app is telling you. He's like, oh my god, I had no idea. So these are things that you don't know sometimes, and this could make affect your network bandwidth. You know, depending on what the device is, and a lot of people don't even know it's connected. It's pinging. Uh, it's also it, it's also a great piece of software. The software is a great piece of software, so I, I highly recommend it. You can stay. You could check out the Texas Suspicious Network activity, uh, and it it'll it'll check for spy. You know, if you have spyware malware. But also, here's a great thing, right? You could check it out. Go to glasswire.com. Uh, whether it's malware, bandwidth hogs, or privacy violating apps, they could be blocked, and Glasswire will help you do that. Glasswire.com. I want to thank them for supporting the show. I, I thought it was hysterical, Paul. He was freaking out. He was like, what is this? What is this? Y-E-E-L-I-G-H-T. I'm like, those are ye lights. Did somebody buy you lights? He's like, yeah, I actually got colored lights for, my stu- for, for his office. I'm like, there you go. That's your answer. He thought it was some sort of crazy thing ha- sure. happening on his computer. Talk about crazy things uh, in the middle of a, a global pandemic. Apple posts record a record quarter. Uh, today, Apple reported, actually, this is not today. This is yesterday. Last night. Yeah. But last night, Apple reported that it had a net income of $28.76 billion on revenues of $111 billion, with the firm yep. calls an all-time record high. Uh, this is unbelievable. I mean, it's not unbelievable, but it kind of is, considering... No, it is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't yeah. even understand how this is possible. I, I, well, here's a couple scenarios, right? I mean, we're going under the impression that, you know, people have been a little bit more conservative with their spending. Yeah. Um, and, and generally, when that happens, you start these these reports, especially fourth quarter report that comes in, will be impacted by this, but we didn't see that on the Apple side. Do you think it was a new phone launch that did this, or do you think people bought? Where where is the revenue coming from exactly? Yeah, so right. Um, I mean, over half of it is coming from iPhone, right? Um, I, to me, the, the the thing you know, Apple is so unique. I, I it, it's hard to understand this kind of result in, on so many levels. For example, like the second biggest company in the world right now. Microsoft, right? 43, 1 billion in revenues. The number one company in the world is Apple. Over double those revenues. <laughs> like what? <Yeah. laughs> it's crazy. Like Samsung, I haven't read this up yet, but uh, I think the revenues were somewhere in the 55 billion range. Um, so they're like half an Apple, <laughs> you know? Um, so Apple is unique, right? Apple is a company that, despite the fact that most of their money comes from hardware, has incredibly high margins. This is not unusual for hardware maker. It is it never happens. Like they're the only hardware maker that has huge rep, like huge margins on hardware. 39% it was in the most recent quarter, 39% wow. margins. Crazy. Um, and then, you know, they have the ultimate halo product because, um, you know, they cited this figure. It was like 160, oh, I'm sorry, 1.65 billion people are in their ecosystem. They own uh, one or more of their hardware products, you know, 1 billion of them own iPhones, right? So, uh, the vast majority of them, are, I, I would say 99% of Apple's customers have an iPhone and then they have one or more of an iPad, uh, uh, headphones of some kind, uh, a watch, you know, uh, whatever else, right? So they yeah. make all the, a Mac, you know, whatever. Um, that stuff's incredible. And now, of course, they're getting on the services bandwagon, right? So as of today or as of not just this isn't a new thing, but today uh, services is Apple's number two business, right? 
And of course, they expanded their services dramatically in that last quarter. They introduced the Apple One Bundle. They introduced Fitness Plus, which I think is going to go gangbusters. Um, and then, of course, they had a good iPhone launch, which is job one for those guys. But um, it's kind of a super cycle for Apple, um, where a really big percentage of people had been kind of holding on to whatever iPhone they had. And this past Christmas or holiday quarter, for sure, and we're going to see it again this quarter now, is uh, are upgrading. You know, yeah. And uh, they're upgrading, by and large, to the expensive ones too, which is crazy. Like um, most of the sales were to the Pro phones, you know, not to the non-Pro phones. Which I found that interesting because always the the argument for Apple yeah. to release more inexpensive phones and entry level phones is that I know they're going to lose on the higher end models because why would you buy? Yeah. You know. The, always the example, your 14 year old wants an iPhone. Are you going to go buy them an iPhone, you know, a pro well, I, model? Okay. Let me, let me give you a non-theoretical because that's exactly what we did. <laughs> um, my kids were both using four, four year old iPhone eights. So, um, we are you know, originally, uh, with Mark, you know, uh, kind of off on his own. Our, our deal was, look, this is your last iPhone that we're paying for. So, you know, you're, you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, we never really discussed Kelly's, you know, she just graduated from high school. So we didn't really talk about that with her. But last year we didn't travel. We didn't go on our home swap. We didn't do anything. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, maybe we should think about upgrading the kids' iPhones. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense, whatever. So I talked to him and I said, look, um, we'd like to get you iPhones for Christmas, if that makes sense to you guys. I'd, I'd prefer you uh, for you guys to stick with the non-pro version, but, you know, that's up to you or whatever. And Mark kind of came back and said, he goes, you know, honestly, I was looking at what's going on and, and what the differences are and everything. And he's like, if it makes sense, I'd really prefer to get the iPhone Pro. Um, and he said primarily for the camera improvements. And he says, I know this is something I'm going to hold on to for several years. So I think it makes sense to get a better one. Good, good argument by Mark. He's a smart kid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, Aside from the self-interest stuff there, I would say, I, you know, I agreed with it. And so I said, it's fine. If you guys want to both get the pro one, that's fine. And um, and I think that's the mentality. You got to understand, aside from Apple just being unique, I mean, Apple's customers, and again, I'm generalizing, but have this habit of just throwing out the credit card at Apple whenever they announce anything, right? Um, and so they, they have that rare uh, user base that's like either... I, I don't like, I, I want to say they're rich anymore because it's so many people, but it's like they're rich or they just act like they're rich. Like they just yeah. like they'll buy anything, you know, but if you want to look at it more pragmatically too, I mean, for those people who were holding on to their iPhones, maybe they were spending money in inter in intervening years and in other Apple products or services or whatever. That's the mentality. It's like, well, I've, I'm, look, it's been four years. I'm upgrading. I'm not getting the cheap one. Yeah. I mean, I just used this phone for four years. Um, okay. You know, you could make that argument. I I, I, I I I understand why. Like, listen, I I I change mine every two to three years, right? The last I iPhone mine I had every two before. to three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't feel like I have to get a new one every year anymore. I think that they're right. good enough now, where this could last you two years, at least three years. Listen, I had an iPhone seven for how long? An iPhone seven plus. Yeah. It, it was mm -hmm. it was perfectly fine. I just didn't feel like I needed to upgrade because the 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 upgrades weren't as much, and I'm glad that I've held off. But uh, I got to tell you, you know, my daughter, she's five, okay? She told, and I couldn't believe this conversation. It just shows you, you know, <laughs> we're, we're such a uh, a society where we just have to, it's like keeping up the Joneses, you know? My, she came to me and said, one of the girls in the class, 
was making fun of another kid in the class and said, your mommy doesn't have an iPhone. Oh, boy. These are five-year-olds. Okay. Yeah, that's not okay. And my kid didn't understand. Like, you know, we, we don't we don't raise our kids like that. So my kids have no clue, no concept of that kind of stuff, right? But I couldn't and I and I didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe she was making a joke. I don't want to go into like a whole detail about, you know, disparaging remarks about people that use Android phone. But apparently that's a thing, right? And that's a huge thing amongst middle school kids, high school kids. And I find it so bizarre. And really, it just shows you we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but yet you have a expensive, a premium company, a premium brand providing yep. you with blockbuster quarterly results in, in, a, in a terrible time. <laughs> it, it's we're not in the global recession that we thought we're in a different type of recession. And, and the yeah. other shoe has yet to drop. And, and I keep saying this when it comes to the financial markets and everything else, but I, it's yeah, astonishing you, right. to me that they posted these earnings. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I it just doesn't make any sense. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And th- this is not a like a commentary on Apple. I mean, Apple makes incredible products, really high quality. I, I think, it, generally speaking, even though you know, I may have whatever opinions about this, that, or the other thing when it comes to Apple. But I mean, if the argument is like, look. Um, I want to buy something high quality because I know it's going to last. I like these guys because of their privacy stance or whatever. Okay, fine. And I'm going to use the thing for several years. So whatever, it's a little more expensive than this other thing, but, uh, or maybe it isn't, you know, in many cases, because honestly, when you look at, uh, you know, the entry level Macs and the phones, I mean, these things aren't really any more expensive than competing products. And so you make that decision and that's fine. I mean, that's one way to go for sure. Um, Doing it during a pandemic year to like record yeah. <laughs> revenues across the board, by the way, double digit growth in every single business unit, double digit growth in every single geographic in every business in every business. Yeah. Unit. Yep. Yep. Um, is just astonishing. You know, um, I, I, I just don't even, I mean, is, I it that, is it that people went, people ended up having to buy computers also? I mean, I know that they had, they, they sold a lot <laughs> of MacBooks. I know like MacBook pros and computers. They're, they're com- sure. They probably sold a tremendous amount. Well, they because- sold even more iP- or iPads in a way. I mean, maybe yeah. not more unit-wise, but I mean, the uh, revenues were about the same. And they, I don't know, I have no explanation for this. Like, um, these phones are, like the new phones are not a dramatic step up from what they had a year ago. Yeah. Uh, there's a different, there's kind of a more iconic design, which you may or may not like, whatever. Uh, there's more versions of it right for the i mean this year they introduced four right this holiday season four new iphones for the first time literally four brand new models two pro two non-pro um i mean what there's a new apple watch there is every year the new services like i said um at wearables you have five different options five different phones with multiple options five yeah i mean it's crazy like i and and they had a hard time uh Beating the demand, not as hard as like Sony and Microsoft in the console space. I mean, they got them out there, but um, you know, you often had to wait a couple of weeks to get an iPhone if that's what you wanted. Yeah, I, like I said, I I can't, I just can't explain it. This is not the normal. You know, if Apple was like twenty five, fifty percent over Microsoft, you're like, okay, you know, this is the consumer business, big deal, you know, whatever. It, it's like I. I don't know where this came from. I don't even understand it anymore. You know, how are Microsoft's earnings? I'm curious. Oh, I, I saw that Brad was posting yeah. them, but okay. I, I saw Brad three billion in revenues. 
yeah, yeah. no, they, my, my Apple or Microsoft, sorry, was huge uh, as well. Um, I mean, I, I look at the um, consumer stuff. So obviously uh, Xbox was humongous, right? Xbox was biggest uh, console launch quarter in history, um, biggest single month in history. It was just huge. And they, if they could have made more, they would have sold every single one of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and of course they're moving into services too, which is really smart. And then, uh, you know, Windows and Surface, uh, kind of a mixed bag. Honestly, Surface didn't do that great. Uh, Surface had a $2 billion quarter for the first time, which sounds great. But year over year, they were only up 3%. And that's kind of weak in a year in which PC sales were so important. Uh, you'd think they would have moved more product uh, than they did. It's like a holiday season of a pandemic year. That should have been, they should have sold out of Surface. Um, and they so didn't. I don't know what this, they didn't, yeah. You know, Do Windows you think, did well. Is it overall. perception? Is it marketing? I, I always find it interesting because I got to tell you, I, I you know, and you're gonna find this crazy, okay? I, yeah. I've, I've had a Surface. I, my the first Surface I bought was an RT. Absolutely mm -hmm. hated it. Uh, <laughs> I, if I told you that I have one, two, I'm gonna count on one, two, three, four. I have four Surface Pro threes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I still use them. Mm -hmm. They work perfectly fine. It is probably one of my favorite computers I've ever had. Wow. Okay. I, and people are going to think I'm nuts. They, I, I, I don't have any computer that I that I still use. I mean, I use my Surface Pro three all the time, all the time. And yeah. I have a Surface Pro four in my office, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I use this in my house constantly, and it's perfectly fine for my needs. Ooh, excuse me. Do you think um, they reached a certain point? I, I, I feel like the Surface Pro 3 was one of those devices where it was matured enough, where it was good enough. <laughs> it, it was fine to continue well, using. I'm not saying that this is a use case. And if I use it as my daily, it would be it would be, you know, enough for me. But do you think Microsoft with their Surface line has kind of reached this? Well, it's good enough point. <laughs> no, I, I, I think they've reached the limitations of uh, the demand for the types of things that they make. So Surface Pro 3 is actually the ideal example because that was the last time there was a major redesign of that product. Um, there's a Surface Pro X that has a new design, but they haven't brought it to the mainstream one. So Surface Pro 4, 5, 6, 7, and 7 Plus have all come out since then, and they look exactly the same. Yeah. And uh, when you look at Surface usage out in the world, Surface Pro is by far the best-selling Surface. And if you add up all of the other ones that look just like it, Surface Pro X, Surface 3, Surface Go and Go 2, that's like 90% of all Surfaces out in the world. So that this is they made this one thing that people wanted, and I think they pretty much sold as many as they can. And I think, you know, Surface, I mean, to their credit, they've tried to expand into other product types, and they desperately want to make new form factors for some reason, but they have not been successful at that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the simplest way to say it is they're just not making the right mix of products for the marketplace. Like the Mac, you know, the Mac by itself has kind of a minority uh, market share in the uh, PC market, right? So it's like less than 8%. Um, but that business is uh, between four and five times the size of Surface. You know, so, I mean, Surface doesn't even make the chart. It's like a boutique hobby, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a completely different kind of business. Uh, since you brought up the Mac, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you, uh, you know, I was a big proponent for non-touch displays, okay? Yep. For for many, many, I, I think you were kind of on that early on. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, do, I never felt that it was necessary. I don't want to touch my display. I thought 
it, it's still <laughs> it, listen this is one of the, those moments for me right i uh, maybe i'm maybe yeah. i'm old maybe this is like this was the the cutoff for me that i've that i've uh right. hit the age where i don't really care for the new stuff but i didn't mm-hmm. really need it I, I was like i don't get it because i'm using windows a lot more for for some stuff i i, right. I don't understand how the mac doesn't have touchscreen i know so I think it's bonkers. I think I think it's actually yeah. it, it's 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 worse it's, than you that than you're even saying because Apple, of course, sells all these touch devices. They know and they know the how interface. important touches yeah. <laughs> better than anybody. Yeah, I yeah. So this is what I say now to people who because I still run into people like I don't inst- I don't want touch. I don't need it. I'm never going to use it. You know, and it's like okay. Does the presence of touch capabilities in the display hurt you in any way? Does it? Because if it doesn't, just don't worry about it. No. It's not like touch displays are dimmer or they can't be seen as well from the side. It's just you don't you wouldn't even notice it. You could also disable but the thing it. Is, yeah, or disable it, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, but don't, don't but don't, because the thing is what you'll find is, yeah, on a laptop, right? A laptop, it's not gonna lay flat, it's not gonna fold over or whatever, turn it into a tablet. Yeah, you're not gonna be writing on it with a pen, you're not gonna be touching it a lot, but you may be surprised to find out that you are touching it. And the way you're surprised is the way you found out. Because you would go and use your Mac and you start touching the screen. You're like, wait, how come I can't? You know, and you don't even kind of realize you're doing it. You and know? dude, it's even worse. It wasn't me at first. It were my it was my yeah. kids. Oh, but of and course. I mean, they, I, kids grew up I, in a multi-touch world. You well, know? I mean, it, it's actually they looked at me like they it didn't yeah. they were upset. My daughter sure. was so upset. She was trying to she had a Zoom meeting, right, for school. It's effing nuts, right? Five years <laughs> old. She has Zoom meetings. Sure. And she's like, I have a Zoom meeting. Can I use like she dressed up up top? She's yeah, not yeah, yeah, any yeah. Pants. No pants, just just wearing a tank top. Right? <laughs> it's been like a tuxedo up here. She has a little briefcase, had her hair yeah. done, makeup is done already. She just she's sure. like, I got a Zoom meeting. I can't, and I have a Chromebook for her. She's like, I can't, and I had a problem. Yeah. It was like in a boot. It was just sitting like that, and I yeah. I had to fix it. I was like, yeah, use mine. She goes and she knows she could click on the app. She knows how to do it. It's actually mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what did she do? First thing she does is this. Touch it, yeah. She's going like that, and she's like, "It's not working. It's broken." I'm like, "No, no, no! It's not a touchscreen." She looked at me, and I know what yeah, she's what does thinking. That even mean? She's like, yeah. "Listen, old man, what the hell do you mean? It's not a touchscreen. Right. It's five. And I, I, I'm just seeing the, the. I'm like, "No, listen, it's a Mac. It doesn't have touchscreen." She goes, "Mac sucks." And just walked away. <laughs> I, do you know what I did? I brought Apple's the out. excuses for this are just they make no sense. I it's, think now that they're in that point, right? Because that generation now is hitting the point that they're going to now have some well, sort it, of buying, I, not buying power, but buying influence. And yeah. it's it, it, it's gonna. I'm not saying it's going to be make or break for them, right? Because they're 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 a blockbuster company. But when <laughs> sure. the perception is that the product is not hip to some extent, right? Uh, then it becomes a problem because again, Apple, the, the whole thing was perception. And I always talk about this and, and somebody wrote back to me, uh, he works for a major marketing firm and he goes, I don't hear a lot of tech shows talk about the perception of how you market a product. And one of the best things that I could bring up is windows eight. The <laughs> perception of windows eight was far worse than the actual interface. And I, and I hated the windows eight inter- early on, right? Eight one, they got it right. Yeah. But I, the perception the perception was that it was not good and when that happens you're doomed yeah it sucks yeah windows vista suffered from this problem uh windows me suffered from this windows vista got it right by what sp8 
<laughs> well, it was only one SP, but it know, was but... Uh, Win- Windows, Windows 7 uh, was where they got it right. But, um, but yeah, anyway, sure. sure. I, I, so I don't know what this, I don't know. I mean, uh, the Mac is obviously doing fairly well. They, there, there's a lot of excitement around it now because of the M1 stuff. Um, but that's the thing, you know, you can run iPad and uh, iPhone apps on this thing now, right? So I've just started experimenting with that. On what on the, on the on on um, on the Mac, on the MacBook Pro, yeah, and it's um it's it's not that great of an experience. Honestly. What what apps are you running? I'm curious. Yeah, so I, I just to... ran a few up front just to see what it was like. So one of okay. the first I, because the way they present it, if you go into the Mac App Store, actually I'm not 100 sure how they, I, it must be apps I downloaded or paid for on an iPhone or an iPad, and then they're uh, shown in reverse chronological order. So the newest ones are first, I guess. Oh, let me see. So. I, you know, I'm looking at the front of the top. It's like, you can't alphabetize it. It's just whatever order it's in. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I looked at the first, like the first couple of screens worth and it was like, okay, HBO max. I'm like, okay, that's a good one. Like what, what might that look like? And that particular app, they all have problems. The truth is they all have problems. So they, they display in an aspect ratio and in a size on the screen that matches the device on which it would normally be running. So HBO Max is, looks like an iPad screen, but you can't stretch it out. You can't make it bigger. Um, when you play movies, uh, actually they look good, but they, you can, you know, you can make them full screen, but they don't, it's, it just doesn't work right with the Mac screen. It's just not the same. It just doesn't fit in the screen. And then one of the other ones that sticks out in my mind is I, I, I went down to the beginning and I started scrolling up from the bottom and it goes back to like, uh, I think it's two. 2009 or something so what did you you went and you went down to your account on the mac and it's all the apps the mac that app store yeah okay. if you so go to the I'm, mac app store and you go to your account you can see what you've already purchased and downloaded okay. i'm there right now and okay uh, so there's two views there's a mac and then it says i think it says ipad and iphone or something oh i don't, I don't and um I don't yeah so that. i went all the way down to the beginning it might only be on the m1 max i'm not really sure but oh it's possible um, it's on the m1 mac yeah so i i i tried to run um uh geez what's it called it's the little cubert looking guy that jumps up and down and you jump up it's like an old game that was really popular like 10 okay years yeah ago. um ju- uh, what's it called uh, i know what you're talking about can't think of it <laughs> kills me anyway so it appears on screen as a tiny iphone screen right and you can't resize it which is goofy but it's like really tiny and i'm like okay well how how would this work like i can't touch the screen <laughs> i'm like do i if I tap the trackpad, will it jump or something? I couldn't figure it out. Like I couldn't get it to work. Um, and you'll actually, one of the things you see as you go through the list of your purchases or downloads, it will say something like name of app or game. And then it will, if, if it were, if it's actually been optimized for the Mac in some way, it will just say design for iPad. Ah, okay. But if, but if it isn't, it will say, and I'm getting this, I'm doing this off the top of my head. So these words might be not exactly right, but it will say something like design for iPad comma, not optimized. And um, flap, not flappy birds. What the hell is that thing called? Jump, it's a, jump, it's a jump man with the rocket. No. Damn it! No, it's, the- it's it's looking so stupid. I can't. I'm sorry, it's bugging me. I can't think of it. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter. But uh, that game, I don't remember, but probably wasn't optimized, right? So there's no. I don't know how you would. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how you'd even play it. Um, so I've just started looking at these things, but it's it's you know it's just not a great experience. So. Clearly, look, even if even if this thing supported touch, let's say the MacBook Pro supported touch, right? Solved all of our problems, supposedly. You're still not going to be able to play this thing on a, on a MacBook Pro. What are you going to do? Hit the screen like this? 
you know, that, that would get tiring, right? So, and I'm sure that's their kind of argument, but I mean, I, I, I think for iPad apps in particular, because you want to use like productivity apps, but whatever, mobile apps running on a Mac, yeah, you want to have touch, you want to have better form factors too, right? You want to be able to use this thing like a tablet. And I just don't see them going down that. Because if you could fold the thing in half and tap the screen like it was a tablet, that would work great. But then, you know, you know, they're never going to do that, right? I don't think so. so. Yeah, I don't think so. I I do find it interesting how they've laid the interface. You know, Windows just couldn't get that right. They couldn't do an app store. Right. They had every opportunity. I, 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 somebody brought this up to me. I was talking. I don't, I don't think it was IS. I was just talking to IS too. Uh, but Microsoft had that idea in Vista, right? To have an app store. Which an app store? Didn't Did they they, it, app store early was? on? Didn't they have the concept where you could go to like the micro, like the app store, and you could download? Was it in Vista? Mm, I don't think so. I, I can't remember what it was. I mean, app stores aren't, it's not like Apple invented this. Like we, we had app stores on mobile. I mean, we, we have app like stores, you know, like the, uh, the Chrome OS web store, they probably call it like where you get extensions and stuff is sort of the same thing. I mean, um, I just felt like they could have avoided a lot of issues for people if they had an organized store, but it said like the top 10 apps for micro for windows, Skype office. Yeah. Excel and then whatever else bullshit right. you know so, that they have. Right. So this is one thing that Microsoft got right on the Mac that they never got right on Windows. And this is the shame of it. Um, you should be able to go to the Microsoft Store on Windows 10, search for Microsoft Word and get it. Find Microsoft Word, <laughs> download it, install it, and use it. And if you have a Microsoft 365 subscription, then it gives you all the full power of the app. But they don't do that, right? So Microsoft, at some point in the past, I'd have to get this off the top of my head. I don't remember exactly, but let's say 2013, 2016, certainly. But at some point, they uh, redesigned the Office installer from Office 365, now called Microsoft 365, so that it only installs all of it. You only get, you have to get all of it. You can't mm-hmm. just install an app. With the Mac, you can. You can go into the store, and I, I just want Word. I don't need Excel. Yeah. I don't need Outlook. I don't need PowerPoint. I only need Word, and you can just install Word. What a concept, you know, um, the problem with it, you know, the micro, the windows store is originally called the Microsoft store. Now is that it's just full of crap apps made by amateur developers that are ripoffs or terrible, you know, attempts at emulating another app. And like you said, they don't have all the mainstream Microsoft apps. Um, like if you search for Microsoft word, in the Microsoft store today, you will find a way to buy Microsoft 365 home, <laughs> but I just want the damn app. Why why doesn't Microsoft put its own apps in the store? I don't know. It's very strange. Very strange. Um, yep. I found a recommendation on therot.com I want to talk about before we wrap it up. Uh, so somebody recommended, uh, somebody asked on your forum, actually, on your message board, what's a good application to, or what's a good way to download YouTube videos? Did you see that post on there? Yeah, this is so, it's funny that that, that came off. <laughs> the reason that's there is because that post is actually from like a year ago or something. Yeah, it is, yeah. And the and what happens is someone posted like a spam comment to it. And it blew which I up. Which deleted. Okay. Well, it, it puts it back at the top of the queue. Yeah. <laughs> so when someone comments in a post in the forum, it goes to the top. 
I got to so tell anyway, you, it's back. Thank God for that spammer, whoever yeah. he was. I, I welcome him. I, I know right. that it's a, probably a nuisance <laughs> for you, but he 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 actually saved yeah. me a lot of hassle. So I well, because now there are new responses to this, right? There's tons of new um, responses, yeah, and that's the yeah, amazing yeah. thing. So I I don't think this is necessary for most people, right? I so what I do for my for the wrestling stuff is that I will rip like a moment in wrestling from that day. And I'll find the mm -hmm. video on YouTube and I use that for Instagram, you know, for social okay. media. So I'll post like, you know, today, Paul Therat became world heavyweight champion in 1968. <laughs> OK, right. you were you were you were a young child then. Sure. It was it was a, it was a fluke finish. I don't, you, you grab Bruno San Martino's tights and then you just <laughs> pinned them and that was it. So okay. I, I have. But there was an application. It was a Chrome extension. It was called Downloader. Uh, what was it? YouTube video, 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 video download helper. Okay. That was the name. Okay. Yep. And it's against their terms of service. So they pulled it. Of course they did. Right. So you had to use it on in Firefox and the Firefox one is really crappy. It, it doesn't, it doesn't pick up. It picks up weird formats. So it's essentially okay. a broken application. It doesn't work right. There's tons of other extensions you could do, but most, a lot of them, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of them have malware. They're not oh, yeah. good application, and I've and I've gotten hit with this because, and listen, and I'm smartened up a little bit. I I pretty much know like don't download certain applications. This thing had a four star review in the in the Google uh you know the app store for the extensions for Chrome. I'm like okay, I'm gonna download this. All of a sudden, I'm getting weird web pages. Like if I go to like therat.com, it'll it'll <laughs> redirect to someplace else. Yeah, and classic, classic. classic. So I'm like, yep. F this. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to do it this way. And I, I did it a very convoluted way where I'm screen grabbing, whatever. On therot.com, first thing I see, some guy goes, Alton, I think his name was, goes, 4K downloader. It works for many popular services. I'm like, you know what? Let me see what this is. It's, a, it's an actual application for Windows and Mac. And the thing works great. Now you got to pay for it. I don't, whatever. It's a pay service, but I think they have like, um, let me, let me open this app. Don't move it. Sorry. I screwed this Which up. Which is the one that you chose? 4k video downloader. It's a standalone application. It's not an extension. So what you do, okay. it's so simple. You can subscribe to it. So if you could activate it, let me see, get a license. I think it's like 15 bucks for personal use, $45 for, for pro use. And I think that includes seven simultaneous downloads instead of three who cares i'm not downloading seven things 15 bucks sure. and you could use this app now, by the way not an advertiser nothing like that right? right i just i i was stunned to see this because just yesterday i'm thinking to myself i need to figure out a way to do this that's a little bit easier because it's it's a pain in the ass to grab these videos in a high quality format but there you go standalone app mm -hmm. just grabs it rips it done and hd whatever it does up to i think whatever the HD version is, but generally I'm not doing over 720p anyway. But I thought it was really funny that I was literally thinking this out loud, and there it is on therot.com. Yeah, yeah. I I have a I don't know. I think it's just called YouTube Video Downloader or something. It's that I've been using for years. But depending on how you get it, like yeah, you can get like malware with it. Yeah, they, a <laughs> lot like, of. And I'm stunned. How like, is ugh. how are they not able to try? I mean, I think I they eventually get it. And I think the trick is that these companies put put out like a legitimate whatever it is. You know, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's whatever the software is. They put it out legitimately. They let it get popular right. for like a year, and then all of a sudden oh, they put they, something they in slide it. Slide in a little. They slide <laughs> yeah. in. 
a and, little payload. And you, you know what you do? You, you may see somebody wrote like, oh, this is malware, but it has four yeah. stars with thousands of reviews. Or it's one of those things like during setup, if you click the wrong things, you'll get other stuff installed and I don't know. Yeah. Paul, anyway, I have so a Mac. This, I have a Mac. They don't do that on oh, Mac. Oh, sorry, sorry. What is this? Kazaa? I'm downloading Kazaa. I, I have an M1 Mac. Nothing runs on it. Not even malware. <laughs> Not even malware. <laughs> it's so well protected. You can't even run it. I'll tell you, it. when they do figure out how to get malware on there, it's going to be wicked fast. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I haven't asked you what your thoughts are, yeah. are of it. I think it's great. I awesome. really I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the current crop of machines are, is just the same hardware from before, uh, obviously. And I think that stuff's going to evolve over time. But um, I've only had the MacBook Pro going for, I don't know, four or five days now. But it's, uh, it's a nice machine. You know, yeah. it's quiet and the battery life is astonishing. Yeah, I'm, uh, good. I, I'm using this monstrosity. The beast, yeah. The 16-inch MacBook Pro right now. Sure. It doubles you, as like a dish network uh, receiver. Antenna. I, I put it on my roof and I just go like this yeah, and there it's you just go. Like, you, like TV comes right in. Yeah. It's it's actually way too big. This thing is obscene. I this We're back into like inch. the 16 inches. I, I don't mind it that it's static, right? Right. But the 15 inch was big. Yeah. Right. But I'm not just talking about the screen real estate. I get it. I get it. You're, you're paying. It's 16, no, it's, it's a 16 inch display. It's bulky. You it's, know, it's bulky. Like this thing is freaking yeah. thick. Look at the thickness. Hold on. There's like there's a denseness to it. Um, that's kind of hard to explain. Plus, there's like five inches on either side of the keyboard. Yeah. It's like so, it's just so big. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, Paul, want to do a little bonus show right after this? Sure. We got a couple minutes. Guys, if you enjoy the show, uh, sorry, the last couple of weeks have been nuts. I'm going to tell you, life has taken a, a crazy, crazy, all good stuff. Nothing bad, nothing terrible, but it's been a hectic, uh, mm. you know, hectic 2020 and, and the holiday season was just terrible and uh, just I got I got bummed out. Nothing bad. I just got bummed out with everything. You know, sometimes you just get like that. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're back. We're doing the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. But if you enjoy the show, go ahead and support us. Patreon.com slash what the tech you can go there. Fund us as little as $1 per episode. It really helps us out. Keeps the show going. 10 years we've been doing this. I think we're approaching our anniversary, Paul. So maybe right. by that point, and this is what I'm hoping. Is maybe by... Silver? What do we... <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do we get? A feather? <laughs> I don't know. Cotton? Is it cotton? Uh, whatever, whatever. Whenever this pandemic is over, I am planning to do a super show. I want... We have... Paul and I have never done a show together in person. That has never happened. That's it's and, kind of weird. I'm and that is so weird. That. And that is so bizarre to me that right. I've been doing a show longer with you than anybody else. <laughs> and we've never done the show in person. And I think it's because we actually like and we to see hang each out. other all the time. Normally, I mean, we haven't, yeah. we haven't this past year. But but, um, but I think it's because we like to hang out, you know, and yeah. we don't want to like stop it because we, we, we right. see each other <laughs> once every couple months. So we want to enjoy the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what, what I want to do and maybe we could do this at Rattle. In in uh, the other rattle, right? Because the other one's closed. I'm assuming it's open. Dude. I don't even know. This assuming is... that they come back, which right. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I would like to do like a super show. Me, you, Mary, Joe, mm. and Brad. Wow. And we could do like a live thing. Live and in, in living color. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. I want to plan from that New for New York. This it's whatever the hell this it's is. It's what called. the tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's live from New York. Uh, I want to yeah. do that this year. I, I feel okay. like we we never did it. 
And I, I think this is a great opportunity once everything settles. Obviously, when everything is fine. I don't want to I don't want to rush it. I'm not saying May. I'm not saying June. When things are fine, let's plan something fun and let's do something fun. That I have that yeah. goal for this year. Uh, yes. For all things Paul, go to therot.com. If you want tips like the one I got from Paul, uh, head on over to therot.com. Their forum was very helpful. That's spammer. Thank you to that spammer for that wonderful yeah. uh, bump of that thread. Uh, head on over to therot.com. You can sign up for Therot Premium. Get access to all these exclusive blogs that Paul does and, and Brad does. You guys do an unbelievable job over there. Uh, and uh, that's it, guys. You can follow me on Twitter, of course. Andrew Zarin. You can follow Paul at Therot. And we'll see you all next time. Take care.